listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk Echo on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yes, we are late mm-hmm. to talking about <laughs> Echo on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this is a miniseries, five-episode run, that started at the beginning of the year, in January 9th, but... Avid listeners to this podcast would know that Aurora and I uh, took the the holiday season off, and then we came back and started talking about What If, because that mm-hmm. aired during the holiday season, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did this just to mess with our scheduling, clearly. Yes. No yep. other motives behind it. And now we're playing catch-up. So, uh, But you know what? It's okay, too, because... I feel like there's not a lot of Marvel content this year. I'm not even positive what the next show is after this. I know there will be one, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what it is. There's only going to be one movie out this year. Uh, The trailer is out for that, by the way, in case uh, Mm -hmm. people want to go check it out. And I don't know how I feel about it yet. Have you seen the Wolverine, the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer? I did. I did. Yeah, the TVA yeah. is involved, <laughs> yes. which is pretty great, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes perfect sense if you watched the end credit scene of the second right. Deadpool movie. Uh, I don't think that that was planned at all when they made that end credit scene, but very serendipitous, I guess, that it kind of works in the favor. Like Him doing stuff like that would definitely catch the eye of the TVA. And mm-hmm. uh, it makes perfect sense. And it looks very much like how the other Deadpool movies were, despite the fact that this one is being made by Marvel Studios. So right. uh, it's the only one we're going to get this year. So I guess I am pretty excited to see Marvel Jesus in action. <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, in, but for now, we're going to go uh, grounded uh, a much more grounded series. How grounded, you ask? So grounded that they uh, opened their own subdivision of Marvel <laughs> Studios. This is a Marvel Spotlight show. Mm-hmm. And I think they were trying to capture the essence of the Netflix shows. And I feel like they did a good job of it to be honest, with these first two episodes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, There is a little bit more than meets the eye here, though. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we certainly are teased with a couple of things about uh, about Echo that we did not catch glimpses of in Hawkeye. Right. But Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see where it goes. So we're going to talk about episodes one and two. Let's begin with episode one, Chaffa. And... 
if these first two episodes are anything to go by, we have flashbacks in the first two episodes. And I feel like maybe this will be a recurring theme throughout the show, but we shall see. Uh, but when you start the first two episodes with flashbacks, I feel like it's going to be an ongoing motif. So the flashback right. for episode one reveals the origins of the Choctaw people with Chaffa emerging as a human from under the earth at uh, a place. They don't mention it by um, by name here, name. Mm-hmm. but uh, it is Nana Waya, which is a real place in Mississippi. Um I think it stands for like slanted hill uh, or something like that in the Choctaw language. And it is where, uh, according to uh, Choctaw beliefs, like that is where their people, that is where the tribe originated is from that point. And that is the story. We saw the, the, the origin story of the Choctaw people in the flashback scene. Now we flash forward to 2007, where a young Maya Lopez is in a car accident with her mother, Taloa, after criminals mm-hmm. cut their car's brakes. After losing both her leg and her mother in the accident, she moves from Tamaha, Oklahoma, to New York City with her father, William, whom Maya's grandmother, Chula, blames for the death of her daughter. William becomes a commander of the tracksuit mafia, which by the way, like this show is so <laughs> serious. And so it is so like grim and, and sad at the beginning. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, he's in the, he's in the tracksuit mafia. The guys who say bro all that the sounds, time. That sounds very comfortable. <laughs> it really does. Very comfortable to be in a, in a mafia, just in tracksuits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the <laughs> only thing better than that would be like the pajama mafia. Where you just walk around in PJ pants and like a just like a crummy T-shirt all day. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds perfect. Uh, <laughs> the loungewear mafia, <laughs> <laughs> the leisure suit mafia. Um, so he's an uh, he's a commander in the tracksuit mafia, while his employer Wilson uh, Wilson Fisk becomes Maya's adoptive uncle. Years later, Maya witnesses Clint Barton assault the tracksuit mafia and kill William. Fisk arranges for Maya to work under him, promising to find William's killer. During a mission for Fisk, Maya is attacked by Daredevil, but manages to fend him off, or at least survive the attack, which only endures her to Fisk more. In December 2024, Maya encounters Clint Barton after hearing about Fisk's arrangement, uh... To have William killed by tipping off Barton, Uh, she avenges her father by shooting Fisk in the eye. Five months later, Maya returns to Tamaha and meets with her cousin Biscuits and her... I don't believe that's his government (laughs) name, but whatever. Um, That sounds sounds like it should have been the dog's name, but whatever. That's exactly what I was going to say right now. (laughs) Um, She meets with him and her uncle, Henry. She convinces them to not let anyone else know that she's there. Maya asks Henry to help her dismantle Fisk's operations so that he can take over uh, so that she can take over his empire. But Henry refuses, not wanting to endanger his family. Elsewhere, Fisk, who had somehow survived, recovers from his injury in a hospital. Yeah. 
What did you think of episode one? I just think that Fizz is immortal. Yeah, like, what can stop? He's been hit by cars, like, all the things we saw him yeah. go through in Daredevil. But, like... You know, who survives, like, a shot in the eye? Like, yeah, I, that's... <laughs> I guess it's not impossible. It, it's not impossible, but it's, like super rare yeah i mean there have been people there have been people who have suffered wounds to the head like that that survive but man that's lucky well yeah 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 i don't know how many times we've seen fisk die yeah and he always comes back like i mean in hawkeye he was like hit by a car he's like michael myers he just (laughs) keeps coming back yeah strong guy (laughs) really resilient i guess yeah yeah. Um, no, I really like this first episode. I feel like uh, it was just a lot of exposition. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I I did and I did appreciate that they gave me kind of like a like a summary of what happened with Echo in Hawkeye because I honestly didn't remember. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that they gave me that. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part was. Daredevil. Oh my goodness, that fight was awesome. That fight was amazing. And mm. uh, it made me kind of like want to go back and watch Daredevil. Yeah, I mean... Because those fight scenes were so good in that show. And this was kind of like a like a glimpse back. Yeah. Into those amazing... Uh, and it was... Uh, I don't know if you looked into this, but it looked like a one shot. It looked like that scene in Daredevil where it's like one shot. Ah, uh, the hallway uh, fight. fight. Yeah. yeah, this one looked like it was like a one-shot thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case, but it, it, it looked amazing. Yeah, they did a tremendous job with it. And yeah, yeah it was it was awesome. Uh, it gave me the same feeling. But then I was also like, wait a minute, they're, gonna, they're making a new show right now. <laughs> and I am, ve- I mean, I've seen, uh, I know I sent you some of the video too, I think. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm super excited for that show to come back. Uh, I I believe it is going to be, well, I know it's going to be a follow-up from the original show because they, Marvel has finally uh, officially canonized all of the Netflix shows by incorporating them onto the MCU timeline. So on Disney Plus, there is like the, you know, the MCU timeline where you can just watch everything mm-hmm. in, chronological order of like when they took place on the timeline, not necessarily the release order, but uh, they added all of the Netflix shows in there, including Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist Mm -hmm. and the Defenders, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Um, Punisher, all of those shows are included um, in the, uh, in the timeline now. So uh, it made me want to go back for yeah. sure to to watch that but just like a cool little cameo in this yeah. and something to sort of give you an idea of who Echo is or what she's capable of. She wasn't able mm-hmm. to defeat Daredevil, but she was able to hold him off. Oh yeah. And Fisk yeah. was like, "Whoa, like nobody's come close to even doing that." Right, right. Um so he was very, very impressed with his uh, adoptive, I guess, uh, niece. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the the Choctaw origin 
at the beginning mm-hmm. was really cool looking. It was beautiful. Uh, and I don't... Well, after watching the second episode, I wonder if... Because the first time I was watching it, I'm like, okay, it sounded like Maya was telling a story to her cousin. Oh, mm-hmm. and let me also add, I really love that scene with her and her cousin in mm-hmm. the tent. And she's like, we're sisters. And the other girl's like, no, silly, we're cousins. And Maya's like, no, we're sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really sweet. Um, but at first, I realized, I thought this was just a story. You know, she was just telling the story of the birth of their their tribe and something happens. We'll talk about it in the next episode, but something happens in that episode that sent me back thinking like, okay, that wasn't just, I mean, she was telling her the story, but we weren't seeing just a visual representation of that story. I think we were seeing like what actually happened. And I feel like wherever the, you know, wherever her people came from, it's something akin to like uh, Thor or Loki or Odin, right. like things mm-hmm. that we consider to be legend, but were actually existing things like mm-hmm. uh, a people. They just lived. They just lived not on Earth. That sort of thing. Right. Right. And right. I did not expect that going going <laughs> through this, but I I thought it was really really cool. Um, I sort of miss this vibe, uh, too. I, you know, you and I have watched all of the Netflix shows and reviewed every episode, and I really liked that world. Even though some of the shows, mostly Iron Fist, looking at you, weren't the best, <laughs> but like, oh God, Iron Fist. I mean, some That's of Iron, right. some of Iron Fist was good. The second season, some of, some of, some of it was good, but mm, yeah. yeah. And Colleen Wing was awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was show. she was the best. She was, she, was a, she was a badass. Yes. Uh, yeah. But those other shows, though, were all really good. Yeah, and yes. I I like that feeling. And this, I feel like it did a great job of recapturing that feeling. Like there's mm-hmm. something special going on here, but it feels very small and contained, which yeah. is exactly what those Netflix shows did very very well. Um, I did feel like they sort of did a lot of explanation at the beginning, but But, yes. uh, Yeah. I mean, I sort of get it though. If I mean, it is a short, and it's also a short series, right? So it makes sense that they have to give you a lot of information to like, yeah, (laughs) make things, you know, make sense. But it, Mm -hmm. it, it, at some point it felt like I, I was getting too much information. Yeah. So. I feel like they ended up doing a pretty good job. Like once I remember, like it didn't take long for me to sort of get refreshed on the Hawkeye mm-hmm. situation. Cause then I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Now I remember right, all the Hawkeye right. stuff. So that didn't feel like I was being given too much new information. That was just being reminded of information mm-hmm. I already had in my brain. Um, but I do like that. They sort of showed the bonding between her and Fisk and, mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did a pretty good job of sort of catching, catching things up and sort of following, yeah. following after her. Um, okay. Well, any other thoughts, any final thoughts on yeah. episode one or what would you give it? Yeah, the, I mean, the only thing I, I will say is that 
um, you know, even though I like this episode, I've, I am kind of conflicted with this character because I'm trying to figure out how can I root for someone that wants to take over Kingpin. You know what I mean? Right. Like, is she an, a villain? Is she a hero? Like, I, I mm-hmm. don't know yet. And if I feel like they're setting it up so that there might be some arc there where she, sh- yeah. you know, shifts her mm-hmm. um, mission. But for now, I'm kind of like, yeah, she wants to be the queen, you know, pin. I yeah. Don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it totally yeah. feels like right now it's revenge. She just wants right. revenge. Right. Um, she feels like she killed Kingpin, but that's not good enough. She wants to tear down everything he had and then take it for herself. That's mm-hmm. the revenge she wants. Um, yeah. Whether or I mean, not it would that's be cool if she yeah. if she actually accomplishes that and then takes all that power for good. That will be yeah. cool. But we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you give episode mm-hmm. one? I gave it a four. Solid four. I give it a four also. Okay. I thought it was an mm-hmm. excellent start. Uh, okay. Episode two is called Loak or Loak. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce a lot of words, everybody. <laughs> um, in the flashback, we get we get a flashback to Alabama, but in the year 1200 AD. Loak is participating in a game of Choctaw stickball against another tribe. When Loak's team is close to winning, the opposing side send out a formidable warrior who helps even the score. Loak is desperate to avoid exile for her team if they should lose and receives a vision during an intense melee on the playing field. With her hands glowing, Loak breaks out of the melee with the ball and secures the victory for her tribe. In the present... Maya, I'm never going to get used to saying a sentence like this. Maya enlists Biscuit's help in hijacking. (laughs) It just sounds like a a puppy, you know, she's got a puppy, (laughs) but it's not. It's it's Biscuit's, the man, Mm -hmm. the human Mm -hmm. male. Yes. Uh, Maya enlists his help in hijacking a cargo train guarded by Fisk's men. She locates a munitions container and plants a homemade bomb inside one of the crates. As she attempts to get off, her prosthetic leg becomes stuck in a coupling. Maya receives a vision of her ancestors and manages to push the coupling off to free her leg after her hands begin to glow. The shipment arrives at one of Fisk's armories in New York. Black Knife Cartel leader Zane dispatches men to unload the crate, triggering Maya's bomb, which destroys the facility. Maya later gets a new prosthetic leg from Scully, who reveals that one of the women in Maya's vision was Chaffa, the first mm-hmm. Choctaw. Henry learns about the musician, uh, the mu- not the musicians, the munitions explosion. <laughs> a musician explosion is another thing. <laughs> and later confronts Maya, warning her to stop these attacks before she ends up hurting people close to her. But she dismisses this. Meanwhile, Chula receives word that Maya is in town and Bonnie learns of Maya's return in uh, Tamaha from Biscuits. What's that, boy? Maya's back in town. (laughs) Take me to Maya, boy. Maya refuses to interact with either of them. I'm so sorry to Biscuits and the actor who portrays Biscuits, but I just can't. It's a very interesting name. (laughs) 
sure. it's a great nickname i i don't know if we get the origin story of where it comes from but i feel like it's simple enough like he just loved biscuits yeah maybe so he we just, just loves biscuits we just called yeah. him and like hey don't we all i i don't blame him i love a good biscuit sure. as well fair enough yeah <laughs> what did you think of episode two um, I I don't think that this was as strong as the first episode. Okay. Um, there was there was uh, again uh, we see the flashbacks, so we're getting a lot of information, and it feels like there's a a trend maybe in this uh, series. I don't know because mm-hmm. I I will have to watch the other episodes, but it seems that it's gonna be like that so that they can put everything they need to say in this. I'm out of episodes. Yeah. Um, but there were some funny moments in this episode that I liked. Um, I do like how they are representing her culture mm-hmm. um, and her community. I really like that. Yes. Um, and I really like how they are trying to very subtly. I think it's, it's being very subtle how they're trying to like introduce the fact that her ancestry is going to play a part in maybe her arc. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, what do you think about the train situation? Um, you mean like that whole scene or? Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole scene. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I thought okay. uh, we needed a little bit of action because there wasn't a lot in this right. episode really barring the, the flashback. But I don't know. I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Um, the, I sort of like the idea of her revenge sort of costing her or at least starting to cost her. Um, mm-hmm. She loses her, her prosthetic leg. I mean, and she didn't really have a choice. It was like, either I take that yeah. off or I ride the train all the way back to New York. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or that as well. That would yeah. also be bad. <laughs> Um, uh, but you know, and she gets sort of a, a makeshift, uh, Mm -hmm. replacement that she isn't quite as agile on or whatever. Um, and I'm wondering if that is some sort of small metaphor or whatever, uh, for Mm -hmm. her, you know, still seeking revenge. Right. But I don't know. I, I kind of like the scene. Did you feel differently about the train scene? I just I have a pet peeve in uh, action sequences when mm-hmm. they are at night, um, uh, and th- which this because, was because I feel like if you're gonna do an action scene at night, it has to have visuals that really, even if it's dark, you can kind of like see <laughs> what was happening. It was really and, dark, and it was really dark and very fast. So I found myself trying to like figure out what, what you know what was happening. So, mm-hmm. but it's just a personal pet peeve I have. A lot of and a lot of it was, <laughs> and most of it wasn't like, you know, crazy fighting either. A lot of it was just sort of like super Jumping. spy espionage, <laughs> jump sneak yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. it was still fun. Um, yeah, it was it was still fun. It was still fun, and I I, I thought it was really funny at the end. Uh, Maya doesn't uh, care about biscuits at all. Just jumps right no. off of a bridge, and he's like, "Wait, <laughs> what?" And she's you know got like a a 
you know, a, a rope because or I, something. I, I kind of like identify with biscuits a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> I'm just living my life. And then my cousin just shows up and she wants me to like, yeah follow her through a train and yeah. rescue her like i i would be so lost i would be like i don't know what to do <laughs> he just sort of seems like a guy that just goes with it you know like <laughs> yesterday i was just hanging with my dog smoked I mean, a little his weed name is biscuits <laughs> yeah he was just hanging with his dog smoked a little weed watched some dragon ball z <laughs> right. and like now that's was, exactly what he was doing. Yeah, and now he's just chasing a train with his cousin yeah. hanging off the side of it or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's fine. Guys, I feel like people like people name people that are okay being called biscuits, they just go with the flow. <laughs> yes. I wish I could be that. That's chill. that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> um, I really loved the flashback. I thought like visually yeah, that was really, really cool looking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so in the credits for the show, they have uh, like a a thank you to the Choctaw Nation. I guess like they have people from the like they specifically sought out people from the Choctaw tribe to mm-hmm. like so like all of this stuff is as accurate as possible and i love when uh they strive for that kind of accuracy but also representation and when you talk about underrepresented groups in media it's hard to get more underrepresented uh than native americans at least Mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. um to be represented in a in a way that's other than stereotypical exactly Exactly. Uh, stereotypical roles they've been represented uh, forever yes. but to just be looked at as a people for mm-hmm. who and what they are um yep. and especially modern modern day because that's who maya and most of her family are are modern day descendants right. um i feel like that stuff is all great but uh i was watching that and, and i was like that's a thing that existed <laughs> That's so crazy to me. Like that was twelve hundred AD, and yeah, it that's a thing that existed. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I loved it because I love learning things like stuff I didn't know before. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. as soon as I saw Loak's hand glow in that mm-hmm. spiral formation, like Chaffa's did, I was like, okay, something's up here. And mm-hmm. when it happened with Maya, I'm like. Clearly, when she saw the same visions, I'm like, these people are related to one another. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something that all Choctaw people have in them, or if it's something that's just passed down in this bloodline and it's just now awakening in her. But either way, yeah. I. It's a really interesting mystery that I am excited to discover more of as we go. Because clearly now, after two flashbacks and seeing this, um, you know, that's at least one center point of like an important part of the story. Something is going to be revealed about this. And yeah. I'm very excited to, to see. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like it seems more like her bloodline is 
mm-hmm. the one that has this power because the grandmother um they still have uh, to this point the grandmother now knows that she's in town yes um but there's there's some something with the grandmother that also has some sort of like power or something or knowledge mm-hmm. um and they keep hinting at that so that's what i think that is like the bloodline uh yeah that will carry that power so we'll see yeah. yeah um any final thoughts on episode two and what would you give it i gave this one a three and a half okay uh i liked it a little less than the first one but i'm, I'm still into it um less daredevil in this episode Less, uh, yeah, I think that's that's why. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't fault you there. Um, <laughs> I still gave this a four. I know it was okay. less. It's it's less action oriented, for sure, than the first one. But I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting to like the characters in the show, mm-hmm. and I'm really intrigued by the ancestry and the stuff. I'm sort of learning about those people as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just mm-hmm. something about all of those pieces of chemistry that are coming together and working good for me. Uh, yep. Also, yep. I have determined that my musical style is uh roller rink. Whatever they play <laughs> at a roller rink is whatever I'm into. Uh, Cause like there's uh some of the people that she knows or whatever works in a roller rink. And I'm just like listening to songs, and I'm like, "Oh man, I remember that song." Oh. this is that. This is a problem. This All is my a life problem. by Casey is, and Jojo. Is, yeah, this is just showing our age. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I'm just old. Because I'm the same way. I, yeah. Every time I go to a, a, a roller skate, I'm like, oh, I love this music. And it's just 80s and 90s music. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I mean, they played All My Life by Casey and Jojo. And I'm like, oh, man, that reminds me of a dance I went to. in. And then I was just like, okay, we're, we're done yeah. here. And they're yeah. playing it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time when they were playing like 70s music in the roller rinks. Now yeah. they're playing yeah. my music. And I don't. Exactly. I don't like it. It's exactly. not, not fair. <laughs> Um, but you wait, kids. Someday yeah. they'll be playing whoever the kids Doja, listen Doja to. Cat. Yeah, <laughs> Megan the Stallion is going to be in your roller rink soon enough. <laughs> just, just wait and see. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. One day Beyonce will be on the oldie station. I don't know. Beyonce's just going to be forever. That's... I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her and Taylor Swift. Uh, yes. They'll, they'll still be current. Um, yeah, long, yeah. long after everyone else has faded into yes. oldies territory. Um, but yeah, I still really like this episode. Uh, it's so crazy to think that the show is almost over already because there's only three episodes left. We're literally halfway. Yeah. <laughs> it's so episode. bonkers to me. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what they can sort of pack in to mm-hmm. the next two episodes because after that. There's just one left. So yep. this is like the shortest podcast I think we may ever do. I think so. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what they can do. So far, I feel like they've done a really good job of setting the stage. But mm-hmm. the next two episodes, I feel like some things have to happen. So we will find out. Um, in the meantime, everybody, head on over to cinemageekly.com. 
where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and there are some ways you can help out there. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have our merch store as well, geeklymerch.com. The links for those will be in the show notes for this episode, along with the other ways that you can find us. Uh, of course, those are uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time to hear us talk about two more episodes of Echo on Disney Plus. Episode two called Tuklo, and episode, or that's episode three. We did episode two. Mm -hmm. Episode three called Tuklo, and episode four called Taloa. Taloa.